Oh, we on now, then. Oh, we're live. Yeah, we're live. I, uh, you okay. want to do the intro? I. Hey, <laughs> uh, welcome to the All Man Podcast. I am Tony Davis. <laughs> you didn't even do the introduction right. Oh, welcome to the All Man Podcast. We're having casual, casual conversations through the lens of, of two different perspectives. All that shit. Yeah, I am Michael Andrew the brand, and I am Wayne. Hashtag we're missing Tony today. We're missing one because Tony fucking got the the Thanos. Maybe he got the he got the Thrax, man. No, seriously, he's under the weather. We wish him nothing but well wishes and speedy recovery to, to get better. Yeah, get better, brother. <laughs> get get better. Get better. <laughs> um, how how's your week been going? Is that what we're doing? I mean, you know, Tony want to get right in the shit. Yeah, man, it's just us though. Uh, no, my week was cool. Uh, so mental health check in. Yeah, my, I'm I'm doing well. I've been being like super lazy though. Um, this last these these last like this last month. So I I'm feel back it. On my shit. Me and my significant other, my wife, the wife. Um, recently we're having a discussion, and we were like, sometimes you just gotta reset. I've been resetting for like six months, though. That's fine, though, as nah, long as it takes. Well, no, that's fine for, I think the internal the internal awareness has to be there, though. Like, all right, nigga, like, you got, you got to do something, like, what, what, personally. What does it stem from? Where, where do you initially say, and I think that's the question, is where do you initially say, where do I need to reset? Whatever that means for the listeners or you and I, like, yeah. for us, if I may, it's simply saying um, you may be at your wits end creatively, inspirationally, right. socially. You just kind of right. like, I've had enough right, right. of what's been going on. So a dynamic has to change or your energy needs to change or shift. Or right, right. <clears throat> some people say, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. And that may be the case. However, not, like. Not right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's, it's uh, Yeah. But what what provokes that for you? Well, for to me, for to me, for to me, uh, what I've noticed is one, I wasn't, it was two things, two things, Cause we, two I feel like things. We, we didn't say that last week, but we did say that last week. Uh, the first part is I know that I'm not happy, like at, in my current position, yeah, living situation, job situation. I'm not unhappy. Yeah. Right. But I'm not happy. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm content kind of just where I am and I don't want to be complacent. And being content, right? It's just very easy to like find yourself in that, uh, in that complacent type of state. Some people call it a rut, and a, you can say that in a rut, yeah. Um, and also the other side of it is I know, like I I understand when people are like, man, I just don't know what to do. It's it's ten times more like in your face that like, yo, but you should be doing this. Like I know what I need to be doing. Do you? Okay, I'm glad that we brought it to this because, guys, we're gonna we're having free form conversation as usual, but it it definitely has a direction for this for this evening. But yes. to your exact point, when do you feel one question one of a two parter? Two parts. Do <laughs> two parts. Um, do you feel like when you're in that state that you shouldn't be challenged outside of that? For instance, i.e., someone saying, oh, man, why you feel like that? You shouldn't feel like that. Or being dismissive about your current emotional or mental state. 
And wait, here's the second part. Okay. Second part is is that once you pull yourself out of that to begin your quote unquote reset, right? Um, does it is it empowering or is it tiring? What does it feel like to you? So when, like, I just started working out again. For the re- the restart for the third time. Which yeah, this I've, nigga left the, the show last week and was like, I'm finna go work out. Bro, it's yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, I got home and was like, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's... In, in my mind, though, I was focused. As soon as I got in the door, I was like, all right, you need to do all these things before you do that. That's not going to happen. Right. Um, But uh, I've been, you know, I've been working out. And, like, part of that is me getting up at 530 in the morning. Yeah. Now... I do not like getting up at 5.30. Like, it is not fun. It is not enjoyable. Um, and so I've been going hard for, like, 30 days. And that's my modus operandi. Like, I, I always will uh, start something strong yeah. and then will start to falter off towards the end. And so I was waking up at 5.30. They have, I have a pre-workout drink, so I'd have my pre-workout drink, um, read, and then get – uh, start working out at like six and then would be done at the time because I was only doing a 30 minute workout. I'd be done by 630. Yeah. I could be at the shop by like eight. Now I'm doing a 45 minute workout, a 45 to 50 minute workout. And then there's one that's like an hour and 15 minutes. Um, And on top of that, I'm, I wasn't waking up on time. Yeah. Like I wasn't waking up when I said I wanted to wake up. So I think for me, when I've d- been doing that, one, I feel like I'm in I'm in integrity with myself. Like, mm-hmm. right, I can trust my word. Sure. And two, like my day is ready to go by like I'm usually ready to go by like seven thirty. So yeah. I can be at the shop by eight, um, knocking out all this other different types of stuff sure. and, and then by the time the day starts, you know, I'm ready to go. And I, I kinda enjoy that I beat my boss to work. Like yeah. like I'm out here working harder than you like key. you see me. Right. You I saw that shit you was talking? <laughs> right. Where you was at? Cause I'm, uh, cause I'm in, I'm in the gym. I'm really out here, my nigga. <laughs> we really out here, my nigga. So when I'm not, what I realized is everybody has to find their own path. I am most proficient and feel the best about myself when I'm, when I'm focused. Yeah. And so, for to me, it's not about for to me. For to me. It's not about me saying I need to reset because I haven't gone hard enough to, to reset. It's kind of like if you're working out and you just been jogging and, like, let's say you have no trainer or anything like that. Yeah. And you're like, whew, whew, I'm tired. Like, yeah. well, I'm, I got to go rest now. And yeah. you're like, yo, bro, you ran six minutes. Like, like how? F- and then, all right, well, six, six minutes, you can run a mile. Did you run a mile? Yeah. But did you? You know what I'm saying? Did you run a mile? And you're like, no, I ran, you know, six 600 yards. That's good, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's shit, eighteen hundred feet. Like that's cool, but you shouldn't be that tired where you going to get a rest. Yeah. That should be an interval. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I think that that's what it's really been for me now. Once I've gone hard, my like my reset. Once I've gone hard, be like, yo, I'm out. I'll see y'all niggas in like in a week. Yeah. Like where you going, nigga? Don't worry about this shit. I'm yeah, but and and that's the thing because in those moments you feel like you have to segregate yourself not so much from people but from the norm your normality that you built for yourself well i think that you that's the that's the challenge for me is that i have 
you a lot of us think that we have normalities, but a lot of our normalities or our habits potentially are bred in laziness. Sure. Sure. Like so then you you start We are creatures of habit. Right. So yeah. if you're you have lazy habits, then it's so much easier for you to say, "Oh, I need to take a break." Yeah. "Oh, I need to relax." Like, don't go so hard. And it's just like, "Nah, in my in my own personal life, in my own personal space, the truth that keeps on resurging is, "Nah, go hard." Yeah. Cuz then you'll be like, Psh. It's funny, like, and it's even with the workout. Like, I worked out this morning and was like, fuck, this shit was hard. Yeah. But it wasn't like I couldn't get up and move around, like, right after. I was, I felt stronger. I felt, you know, more invigorated. And that's where I'm like, go hard like that in every other aspect of your life. Because you're going to find that it's not, you're not really going that hard. I was having a conversation with um, a homie yesterday, and I was like... <laughs> And he was like, you know, it's just hard. No, actually, this morning. He was like, you know, people be like, man, it's hard and you got it. And I said, my going hard, honestly, is me recording the the projects that, you know, you and I have talked about off yeah. air in an air-conditioned um space, <laughs> uh, you know, going over notes on a digital product that I didn't have to write out or yeah. anything and having some water or some wine if I want to and then taking another two or three hours to edit while I got some music on, like... Consistency. And being consistent. Right. I'm not out here fucking hunting for for food so I can survive. <laughs> I'm not... But I don't... I also don't think you should diminish that because that's what happens. Right. Because earlier on you said people have to find their own way in a sense right. of... You have to be able to differentiate what your go hard is. Right, right, right. So right. for me, currently, for me, um, for me um, it's a balance. I'm so used to working all the time right. that now I'm getting to a space, uh, thankfully, where I'm not having to work as hard to yield prospectively what I was looking for from right. a pro- financial perspective. Right. But it also leaves these lingering feelings. Right or sentiments right. because it's kind of like, but I, now that I have this, I could still be doing this, right? Or I could still be doing this, yeah. And then with a mate, you know, my partner, my wife, with the wife, I, my wife, I have to also take that in consideration as well because right. historically, me working and going quote unquote proverbially hard, right. as we say, has also put a strain on my relationship, right? Because when you're away from the house for 12 to 16 hours a day. Right. It's only 24 hours in a day. Right. So you want so, to go to sleep. Right. Or sometimes it's like I get home, my mind's racing, jot some stuff down, right. and then really just preparing for the next day. Right. You're getting a couple hours here and there. Right. And going. But see, by the time you get ready to kind of rest, like you don't really have any energy to do anything else. Right. Like, this is time to rest. Right. This part of the story is rest. Right. So. But then it compromises what you have going on with your relationship. So you have to have a balance there. That is really where it's a challenge for me as of late. Right. Because there are things that I want to get back into or continue to pursue. Okay. And I'm trying to find a healthy balance, if there is such thing, Right. for those things to be done. So what does what does balance uh, 
in your opinion, look like for for you now, especially because some other things have changed too. You you have one who's you know your your little ones are not so little anymore. No, no, they're not. <laughs> and that oh, that's a whole nother man. Don't remind me. Um, yeah, like having children that are a preteen and uh, a college, a, a young adult. Yes, yeah, someone on the way to college. It's like you still have to be involved in that. And my wife takes a lot of the lead on some of those perspectives because historically, again, I've been I work a lot. Yeah. Take a drink, um, and I'm 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 only able to catch things on the fly. Right, right. So it's like when you see those things in the movie, and like the guys walk in, um, you know, and he's talking to like his counterparts or his assistants, and he's like, "I'm on the way out the door. I'm on the way to right. another meeting." It's like that's how it is. Right. It's like, listen, the office is still running full strength. Right. right. Whether you out here making deals or in the field or not, nigga, like it's this money, isn't stopping. The money don't sleep. Right, right, right. Yeah. And 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 you know, even since we had a conversation or our, our podcast had a conversation about um prospectively looking at relationships like love is law, family is business, right? That template, that mantra is very much strong in my family. Right, right. So it's like when I talk to my son, when I talk to my daughter, I'm talking to them like, what is your asset to yourself? And right. to this family. Right. But then I also have to be accountable of that for right. myself. Right. Because I can't be out here like, so I got to go do me. <laughs> and then it's, oh, well, y'all be all right. Right. You know, sometimes it's easier that way, though. I right. think people want to, people want to believe that multitasking is a real thing. Multitasking is not a real thing. Yeah, it does not exist. It does not exist. When people say, I'm a great multitasker, that means that you are very organized and you seem to present the things that you're doing in a or manifesting in a organized way. Right. That's it. Okay. Because you trying to do multiple things at once right. um, does not sustainably make sense. Right. It's like I can do a podcast and I can write a book and I can all at the same time. I mean, you can. I'm sure you can attempt. So I was, uh, t- so I was uh, talking the other day. Once upon a time, uh, <laughs> right? You know why you trying to? Talk. Yeah. So what? What questions y'all got tonight? Right. <laughs> it's like, what? But and then people say, "Oh no, that's not what I mean." Multitasking right. is being able to do. Yeah, but how much focus and intention are you able to right. put into those things? And we talk about that so much on our show, um, off show and and off air about intention and what you're trying to do, right. it's very, it, to be intentional with something that you're so adamant and direct about, right. and then to say that you're a great multitasker, is a, it's a direct contradiction. It's an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah it is an oxymoron. Yep. So it's having, even having those conversations with someone who's like, what do you mean by that? Are you saying like, no, I'm not saying you can't do those things. Right. What I'm saying is, what's the proficiency? Right, right. That and that that's what it comes down to. When a company does evaluation, right, or they're assessing for risk, right, or um, you know, an investor says, "What's going to be my potential ROI?" Right. All these things are factored by efficiency, consistency, and the proficiency. Exactly. Yeah. So 
where where do you stand on those things right. if you're like this ultimate multitasker? <laughs> right. It's like I I want I want to believe what you're saying. Right. And as of right now, there's nothing to say that you haven't been right, right. doing what you're doing. For instance, with my wife, wow. my wife is extremely organized when it comes to certain things. Right. But I could be literally talking to like you're you're my wife. Mm-hmm. I could be talking and she will start looking at her phone. And I'll be like, "Hey, are you paying attention?" Yeah, I'm listening. Well, and she's like, "No, I can, I can." I'm like, "No, you can't." One and I thing. just stop, and that will go on for three or four minutes. She and then she'll finally be like, "Weren't you talking?" <laughs> it's like I thought she was listening. I thought she was listening. So the bitch I was fucking. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? The bitch? You like what? I said Who, the birch. What? I said the. I would have caught that. It's like yeah, but you know, so. This this all circles back to that restart mode. You right. are being inundated by all these emotions, all these things going on at once. Right. And you're trying to find a balance because that was your initial question. What does balance look like? Right. And for me at this for point me. in time, for me, um, work-life balance, that, that whole – uh, mantra that they present right. for companies, and they say, "Oh, we're all about work-life balance." Right, right. Um, ultimately, that's that's what you want in life. You want things to work, and you want them to balance. I like that in your life. Right. If you have to break it down phonetically, if you have to break it down structurally, right. That's what you want. You want to be able to work, and there be balance for your life. Right. However, is there a work-life balance? I, I don't know. Right. It, that just depends on how that looks right. for you. For me, um, I, I just want to be able to effectively communicate with my family, be able to share with them in the moments that I need to share with them, and still be able to pursue the things, endeavors, um, aspirations, right. the things that I want to do and accomplish and feel I can be successful at. So what does So what does... And then we're going to move to the other conversation that we were yeah, actually yeah. having a little bit heavier. But what does effective communication look like in those times where, listen, we're about to move into a season of ambition yeah. or focus or, you know, all hands on deck? How do you effectively communicate that as a married man? Because there is a bit of difference um, from my perspective just because I can go as hard as I want to. Yeah. It's just me. Yeah. So it's different. For so, right now. For right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're doing anyway. Right, uh, right, right, nigga, right. You are married now. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> uh, so, like, what does that what does that look like when, you know, as you're moving into that space, uh, how do you present that um, going forward? Because you're also in a different in a different stage and season in life. With one, you know, one young person being potentially out of the house more, yeah, um, and then focused. <laughs> I ain't never coming back, never. Uh, can don't I? See, can don't I, seem that way. Can I uh, come uh, wash my clothes at the house? Right. Uh, ran out of. Ran I'm out trying of to get some food. Yeah, I got some food over there. <laughs> uh, so what does that look like now? Because you're about to, you know, in less than ten years, uh, potentially be empty nesters too. So like. <sighs> Don't think about it. I'm just All saying, that shit so, is heavy, bro. I'm just it's putting heavy. it out there. Uh, <laughs> so what does it look like for you, for you um, communicating that? It's tough. 
Okay. Because it's all real time. Right. The, and <laughs> if complete transparency. Right. What parents think they, they're doing in the moment is they think what they're doing is right. Yes. Ultimately, like, we're trying to make the best decisions that yeah. we can yeah. in this moment. And then you get to see those things manifest over right. the years, and you're like, "Why the fuck did we do that?" It was just trying to test this, right? Out. Where were you? Was and did I we not have words? Did we not have a focus group right. before we decided on this? When I did this in my mind, it was right, it was right. Flawless. But um, my theory is, is that if you make those decisions together, then the successes or the losses you take together as right. well. Right. So that's what makes it tough because you can't. You can't blame anyone for something that you made a decision on yourself. Right. Right. If we say, okay, we decided to do it together, whether it was your your spouse's idea or whoever, whoever's idea, like right. even if it's a platonic relationship and you say, I feel like we should do business together because of right. blah, 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 blah. Right. And then six months down the line, this didn't work out. Yeah. I still want to be friends, but we can never do business again. Right. Sometimes people they're gonna receive that differently because they internalize the outcome right. versus person. saying, "Oh, you know what? We made the decision. We probably shouldn't have made that decision. Right. Now let's move forward." Right. Ultimately, that's how you want it to be. But human beings are human beings. Right. Right. It because it, it's the, the direct answer to your question is you just you're you're. The height of those moments mm -hmm. really dictate um, the validity of the bond that you have in your relationship. Okay. Because now you can't point the finger. Right. And even if you want to, you got to say, mm, I was there. It's three, it's three, three pointing back at you. <laughs> right, right. right. I was there. Right. So it's tough, man. It's, I, it's, it's not an easy way to phrase it. It's not an easy way to put it. It's just... You got to be present in those moments. Try to make the best decision that you can, right? And not be regretful of it because regret will inadvertently spawn uh, resentment, and right. you don't want resentment in a relationship that's going to be ongoing, right? Because that's going to fester and turn into something else, right? Right. So, I'm I'm with that. Okay, so we're gonna. We're going to uh, transition. We're, we're, I thought we were going to start that start the conversation here. Yeah. But we didn't. Um. So the uh, brothers and sisters of the Leaf uh, here in Atlanta lost uh, somebody that uh, seemed very near and dear. I'm gonna let you speak more to it. Sure. Um, sure. But I did want us to talk about which we haven't talked about in mass. Um. The grief of loss. But also, why we don't talk about our emotional and mental well-being and like some solutions behind that as well. Mm. Um, so, talk to me about um, the recent transition of uh, of Sheldon. Yes, Just Shel Mr. Sheldon Posey. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, sir. Um, yeah, man. We good. recently lost a brother of the leaf. Very prominent brother in the cigar community. I mean, known and beloved to many. Right. Respected. Right. Um, he was a mentor to me. He was someone who showed me a side of the cigar business that 
it was directly from his perspective. Right. I mean, he had worked in the service industry. He had done sales. He had been on the beat. He was in the field. Right. He had so many perspectives. Right. Um, much like some of my other uh, cigar mentors, but it's just we lost him suddenly. And when I say suddenly, it was literally I had just seen him. Yeah, you told me you talked to him like three or four days prior. I, to yeah, him. I talked to him. He passed on a on two uh, allegedly on Tuesday morning in the hours of Tuesday morning, and I had just seen him Friday evening. Yeah, that previous Friday evening. Okay. And what is becoming a more perpetual story is over that weekend, a lot of people said that. They said, I had just seen him on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I just saw him on Sunday. I just saw him as early as Monday. Right. Like the day before you pass. So I think that's what makes it so impactful is that you are physically able to touch, smell the sensory of another person. Right. And in moments, right, they're not here anymore, right. and you're like, "What do you mean?" Right. So, grief is a very difficult thing to conceptualize. Okay. And I think what happens with people is every they say everybody deals with grief differently. Right. What I think that means is everybody does not deal with grief as they should differently. If that makes sense. Break that down. So. People say they are dealing with grief. They aren't really dealing with grief. Right, right. They're only finding a way to pacify themselves okay. while they're enduring this pain. Okay. So, quickly on a spiritual tip, um, I was at church on Sunday. That should be a segment. Right. On I was a spiritual t- tip. On a spiritual tip. I was at church on Sunday, um, and the pastor was talking about being able to let go of your own pain to be able to manifest. Okay. And it resonated with me, of course, with everything that's going on, but then I also thought about some internal things with myself. Right. And what happens is you don't really... PTSD, trauma, um, you know, people are going through mental health issues. Right. You know, sometimes we're we're very dismissive of those things because right. we don't, we either don't understand it or we don't understand the situations that other people are in. Right. So, and sometimes it's not intentional. We're not right. intentionally being dismissive. It's, we don't know how to fathom it because right. we're still dealing with our own internal pain and grief. Right. So we have a tendency not to talk about it directly versus generally. Right. So when you're, when you're talking with people, we're, we're here at the 404 uh, yes. smoke shop here at Loud. Camp Creek. Uh, that there's all they always send out the reminders. Yes, uh, we need yes, to shout do. out the wonderful <laughs> Camp Creek location here at the 404 yes. smoke shop. 404 smoke shop 104. Yes, we are located directly next to Blue Cantina. Um, Feel free to pull up, please, please. Say what sit, up. Congregate with us and chat. Um, but having conversations about grief. And loss right. and pain right. is something definitely we don't do enough as men of color, black right. men specifically, right? Because we're so dead struck on dealing with our own traumas that we've already can't fathom, right? So, and this isn't. I want people to understand, like, we're not having a conversation about excuses emotionally. We're having a conversation about 
factual scenarios about people not being able just to simply deal with their traumas and pain. We'll talk about why this kind of came up, uh, if you can, with even in that situation. So there was a visual on Thursday. A visual. A visual. Visual. I'm I'm sorry. No, I just want to make sure they heard vigil Vigil. and not visual. Visual, right. I was like, why are they they looking at Um, Right. Um, A lot of people came out to Monticello, uh, ATL, and paid their respects, put some smoke in the air for our fellow brother of the leave. It was beautiful. Right. But it's that whole situation about give people their flowers while they're here. Right. And, I mean, you're talking about 50 or 60 people standing outside for a balloon release, and everybody had testimonies, self-included, where they were just, you know, expressing their sentiment about this person who was no longer with us. Right. And one of his closer friends slash family members, cousin, had made mention to saying that Sheldon had had been admitted to the hospital for an extended amount of time. Right. And no one knew about it. Right. This was recently within the last couple of months. Right. And unfortunately, in his dialogue about saying, well, why haven't you told anybody? Right. He basically said, I just didn't think anybody would care. Right. And I think. Well, and I, I want to make sure I did, it still may be a paraphrase, but it was a thing that resonated with me because it is something that I've uh potentially said as well when it was expressed that well they don't care about me. Right. It's like I don't they don't care about me. Right. Who, no one cares about right. me enough to wanna you know what I mean? Like and to me you know, uh pre production Michael Andrew and I had a conversation and we talked about how we're very dismissive in right. those moments, like, oh man, why would you say something like that? Right, compassionately, right, like, of, of course, questions. of course. Right. Oh man, you know, you know, there's people out here looking out for you, care about you, but it's like, what is the root of that? Why right. would you even feel like that from the beginning? Right. And like, I think that, and I think that that's the interesting conversation there is, because even in when we were talking about it in pre pre production, one of the things that I thought of was. Because it doesn't, it's not manifested or shown. Sure, sure. Right? So, you know, in our crew, it's different. Like, we get to see each other weekly. We yeah. kind of check in. Yo, you don't look so good. Like, you look like you're upset. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Talk to me about it. Um, so we have kind of a small tribe that we can do that with. Um, but I've done that. Like, I've, I've reached out to people. Hey, how you doing? Because I genuinely care and just want to check and see how they're doing. But there have right. been a few times where I've reached out. And said, hey, how are you doing? Hoping that somebody would be like, oh, I'm good. Like, how are you doing? Like, what's been going on with you? I ain't seen you. Like, I miss you. You know, and that doesn't show up. It's always, especially here in the South, just Southern hospitality. Hey, how you doing? Right. I'm good. Or, like, it was one person that I attempted to be like, yeah, I've been really dealing with some stuff. And they'll be like, they were just like, you know, Man, like it seems like last time you were you were saying like you weren't really good. Like, is everything okay? Yeah. And it's just like I just told you, motherfucker, everything ain't okay. Like, yeah. So I was putting it out there to see, and this was happened to be a young lady. It, it was like, are you going to use your feminine energy to nurture? Like, listen, I'm not. You know, this is not on some sexual or yeah. romantic type of shit. 
just to be like, yo, do you need to talk? Like, I'm here to talk to you. But in defense of that young, that particular young right. lady, it that it's so desensitizing just to have those candid conversations. Right. Because sometimes people are, they're reiterating those questions because they're like, are we really going to have this talk right now? Right. And, and, and I think that they're preparing themselves like, oh, this is, are we really about to talk about this? Yeah. I mean, you asked. Well, and that's and that's my thing is like, you also have to gauge as men because that's that was another thing that we talked about was not only is it compassionately dismissive, but sure. it, th- there's also this element of of like, am I safe enough to tell you that? Yes. Am I in a safe space to not only tell you that where you're not telling anybody and blowing up my spot and all that? That's yes. Yeah. The other side of that is, am I safe enough for you to navigate through this? Now, this person, it really wasn't like I didn't hold hold it against her. Yeah. Because we didn't have that type of relationship per se. Um, I just am always like, if you're asking how I'm doing, do you really do you really care? Yeah. Because I've, it- I've had plenty of people be like, oh, I'm fine, and I know we've had conversation. I'm like, but are you really fine? Or are yeah. you just telling me some shit? Like me, like that's just like us, right? And you like, yo, you good, bro? Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. And you like, nigga, you ain't cool. Listen, I'm right, gonna ask again. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, let's, right. Let's, let me rephrase. Because we have a rapport. Right. We have an understanding. Right. So, but even on the fly, and I'm not saying everybody has to be a mental health specialist right. or anybody else right. or like an accountability partner right. or like, you know, hug or tree partner. What I'm right. saying is, is that being present in those moments is very important. Right. Because of situations and circumstances like we're discussing. Right. Someone that is renowned. Right. I mean, people love this man. Right. For him to feel a certain way. Right. Like many, many others do. Right. Like we felt before in certain spaces. Right. To feel like that is troubling. And that was another thing that we did did mention in in, um, pre-production that I did want to make sure that we talked about. Is for you, is there a difference between somebody loving you and somebody loving what uh, you can do for them? Um, and what hmm. do those two things look like for men? Because that was another thing that I was profoundly perplexed by. Even when you, there's people who love him and he said, they don't care about me. I was listening to another great podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll do it this time. I am athlete. Um and Deion Sanders was on there. Yeah. And he talks about when he was suicidal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Deion, like, Neon Deion. Like, right, prime time? Prime time? Like, I've never thought, like. Exactly. He would have been suicidal. And he said something very important. He said, you know, my babies were getting, were, you know, my ex-wife was trying to take my babies from me. Yeah. And he said, and those are the only people who I knew loved me. Everybody else loved what I did for them mm. or who they thought that I was or right. who but my babies they they knew me. Right. Like right I was re- they were direct reflections of me in a lot of ways. Sure. And so I've I've questioned that like and as I get older and become more a little bit more proficient in different types of things and you know all those different uh perspectives I start to question like you know, ace, you know, and, and pay the fool. Right. They really going to love me? If I lead a game, like, are they going to love me? Right. And, and it's that, it can be that quick of a turn. Yeah. You know, we just saw 
the the Hawks lose um lose their Eastern Conference final. But played a great season. Played a great season, but everybody immediately was like criticizing yeah. Trey Young. And it's like, first of all, Trey Young is twenty two. Or just turned twenty three. First season. Uh no, second third, season. Third season. His third season. No. Yeah, it's third season. Now. Is it second? It's the third season. season with the Hawks? Yeah, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, so it was like, cause yeah, he came out. Uh, yeah, I think it's his third season. Twenty twenty nineteen. Yeah, so he is twenty two and went to a Eastern Conference Finals. Like you couldn't, I couldn't ask for for more from you know a young player. That yeah. usually doesn't happen. Like yeah. even MJ was twenty seven, twenty eight, had been in the league six or seven seasons before he went to his first right. uh, his first finals, and so. Like, it was just that quick, though. Like, well, this, this, like, all these criticisms and critiques came out. Yeah. And it was like, oh, they was loving me, though, when I was ice tray and I'm hitting, yeah. doing all these other different types of things. And so I question, do you really love me for me? Or do you love me for the perception, what I can do for you, how you can leverage our relationship, all these other different types of things? Because if I lose that, or if I lose my life, yeah. How am I going to be remembered? Is it going to remember? Like, very rarely do we hear, man, you know what I really miss about such and such? Man, you remember the way he used to, his his voice was all gravelly. Yeah. And he used to like, ha, 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 like yeah. the little shit like that. Yeah. Or, man, you remember, you know, Goldie had that, that gold, too. That's why we all called him Goldie. Goldie, right. You don't remember when that man my mother right. used to be smiling and shit? That shit yeah. would be gleaming and shit. It's always... You remember when Goldie gave you know gave me that fifty bucks, boy? Right. But man, he really looked out for a nigga. Yeah. Da, da, da. But it ain't about the person. Yeah. And so, it did make me think about that. Like, it it was a valid to me. Is there's validity in the question, right? Like, do you did you care about me? Yeah. Because then the question becomes, how many times did you check on check on him? True. Yo, how? Yo, I'm just hitting you up, say good, you yeah, know, say what's good. And, and it, ma- it makes you feel, it gives you an air of guilt within your right, grief. with the grief, yeah. Because now you're like, I, was I able to, was I really proficient in being right. a, a good friend? Right. Or was I proficient in being a good brother of the leaf? Right. You start to think about those right. things. And that's what, conceptually what grieving is right. is you all you're doing is you're replaying right. your experiences in those moments with those people right. until you can finally say okay i can cut the reel right but you're just playing it back playing right. it back playing it back playing right. it back playing it back playing it back playing it back and being able to see people engage like um there was a young lady there who had said that she had had discourse with him and not more than two weeks ago they squashed it right so for her it was extremely impactful because it's like i had gotten to a place where i'm good with this person they're good with me and now we're here right luckily she was able to do that right to to make that make amends right and uh, rectify that but it's like it's heavy man right and we're not talking about those things. Right. All we're doing is saying, man, we're going to miss that nigga. Right. Or we're going to miss her. Man, is the shit fucked up. You with us in our hearts. Yeah, you want us in our hearts. But that's even more daunting. Right. Because if we're if you're saying that you're, you're still with us in our hearts and minds, that means you're not going away. Right. 
So how are we supposed to grasp these things? Right. And I, and and that's what I was like, you know, when, when I was talking to somebody, well, me and you even had a conversation. It was just like, you know, at that at that transition. Yeah. Um, it was just like, man, I love you and I appreciate you. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that. And I think that that was my other thing was when we have people that we lose because it it did affect me lightly. Yeah. You know, I I met uh, Sheldon um, once prior to us meeting, you know, when we were at Monticello. Yeah. Um, actually, twice I had seen him at another cigar spot. Super nice guy. Yeah. Put me on to uh, the brand that he was repping. I think he even gave me uh, a cigar, you know, just off the love. Yeah. And seemed like a nice enough guy. And then he, even over the lockdown, he had hopped on to uh, a few of the social, uh, the virtual socials that we were doing. Yeah. And I got to hear his perspective on a few things. Um, so it, it was like, man, like for me, for me, it for wasn't me. a sadness as much as it is as much as it was a realization like oh you're never going to see this person again exactly right like you're never going to even if it's lightly interact with that person on any level because he's no longer on this plane of existence right yeah and so i think that that's the other side of of where that was for me to acknowledge like i have certain friends who are empaths I am very empathic in a lot of ways, and I felt kind of off that I wasn't feeling like that. Like, yeah. I wasn't feeling the sadness. Um, and I realized, well, that's okay, too, because I did not know him like that. Our relationship was very, very surfaced. Sure. Um, it wasn't necessarily superficial, but it was just very on the surface where I didn't really know him. And that was where I started to start thinking about differentiations. Like there's differences between somebody saying that they're acquainted with me and then people that I consider friends. And when we say we're friends or we're in relationship with, we're relating to one another, we need to look at the dynamics of that relationship. Yeah. Right. Um, Where I have a certain understanding with certain friends where I may not talk to them for like four to six months and then we hit each other up and it's great and we connect and the the connectivity is still there. It's just not as frequently where if I um, were to lose them, it would feel just as painful as the people that I talk to on a weekly basis. Sure. Sure. Um, Now, the the intensity would be would would have different degrees. Yes. Um, just because of the frequency. So, like, wait, I'm not going to hear this person's voice. Right. Like, you know. Every- so you start to, in in, in those moments, right. briefly, I didn't mean to cut no, you, you off, but you did, briefly, I, I know. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> but even in those moments, you're still trying to rationalize how that looks. You're trying to navigate the new, your new normal. Yes. Right? Um, And that was where, like, when he said, just to kind of bring it back, when he said, they don't care about me, that's where that kind of came, where I was like, yes, a lot of these motherfuckers didn't care about you, because there, there's duality there, right? It's our responsibility to, to determine really how deep and how frequent friendships are going to be, Sure, because those things, as I've said before, are very taxing, and they require bandwidth that you cannot do in reality like over hundreds of people sure you i would be hard pressed to say you could do that over 50 people to really sustain high level relationships right right um 
frequent, high level frequent relationships. Sure. There's going to be some separation of how you you move. Yeah, because the quality of those relationships right. are different. Right. So you're like, these people don't care about me, and it, and it does, it does come one of those things like, yo, if you really do care, you're you'll put in the effort. We both have a mutual um, a mutual person that we know that also had uh, an ailment that they were getting taken care of. Yeah. Um, and just out of sheer concern for how our relationship was, I was reaching out. Yeah. Hey, even to to right now, like, hey, morning check in. How you feeling? Do you need anything? Right. Are you good? You sure? Like, I'm happy to run to the store real quick. I'm happy to Uber eat you something. Yeah. Like, not offer anything else other than the just the of sheer fact that I want to make sure that you're okay and and I because I care because I care right right um now wherever even if that would have taken a hard turn left I just need you to know that you're cared about sure um and there are a few people in my life like when you've been under weather you know tone with him being under the weather the whole day was like. One, get your rest. Hope you're feeling better. Like, we'll joke, kind of keep, but like, listen, make sure that you're you're good. And what's even with that? Earlier today, when Tony kind of notified us, "Hey guys, this is the situation." Right. Um. (laughs) Being being involved with you gentlemen for so long, um, I become reactive in different points. Right. So the first thing I said was, "Damn, okay." So what do you want to do about the show? Right. My secondary reaction is, and this is with Tony, right? Is how are you doing? Right. Like, are you okay? Because he gonna say the show must go. Exactly. Right. So it's to me, it's like, hey, what do you want to do about the show? Because right. I know that you're reaching out for you're you're reaching out for two reasons. Two, two reasons. Things. Yeah. Two things. Um, two things. Two things is to, of course, let us know. Hey, right. this is the situation. B, I, how do y'all want to proceed? Right, right. So, but knowing that about him, I know where his allegiance is. I know where his caring is. I know where his mind state is right. for those things. Right. So, in theory, I'm. Let me address that first because I know that's the first thing that you're thinking <laughs> right. about. And then, hey, man. You you your nuts okay? Right. You know you're cool. Right. You ain't nothing fall off. Right. You ain't bleeding to death, are you? You right. know what I mean? Like you know, jokingly, right. but you but like you said, yeah. you want to know if they're okay. Yeah. But it's it's weird because right. when you do have a rapport with somebody, you know how to engage and exchange. You hope right. to think you right. know how to engage and exchange right. with them. Right. But even in the spaces where something like this happens, where there's loss or death and it's a mutual acquaintance or you someone that you know and you just don't know how to talk to someone else about it. Right. You're just kind of like, man, we're going to miss him. Right. That's inevitable. Right. And also like it goes without saying. Right. But how are you feeling? Right. Like how are you yeah, feeling cause, about Cuz he it? is at peace, you know, uh we all envision. Yeah. So we're the ones who are are stuck you will say right yeah. with that that space or that feeling and with all the emotions that come with that because did did he have children yes he did so and his daughter his daughter was there at okay. the vigil so okay she was able to hear the things that people were right. saying and receive right 
those um those kudos and those sentiments and right. those kind words and warm thoughts and memories right which is important right, for right. her um but again it's it's a double-edged sword right it's like well and, and that's what i was gonna say like when we start talking about grief like you know i have a a, a close friend um or person that i care about and she lost her father very very young yeah um she was one of five one of five sisters mm. one of yeah one of five sisters and her mom and so her dad was she was a daddy's girl all the girls sound like they were daddy's girls now these are grown women now who are dealing with that issue of unexpected unintentional uh uh and un and 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 unmalicious uh abandonment yeah right like if we we never really got down that that path right i do often hear elements of abandonment issues in that conversation though in in our conversations that yeah, we've had yeah even with me I, my my father my my parents were divorced between the age of me being 8 and 9 okay um and my father passed when i was 15 okay so feeling you're already dealing with the fact my parents are not together right i'm not seeing my father as frequently as i was right i'm still trying to figure out how this is supposed to go right and then you lose them right and it's like the first thing i will never forget this the first thing i thought when my father passed away was he's not gonna see me graduate Mm. that was the first thing right the second thing i thought was He's not gonna see his grandchildren. Mm. This is before I even, had, right. you know what I mean. I knew I was gonna have kids right. at some point, right. but those two initial thoughts right. stand so sharply in my mind. Right, like man, dad, my dad isn't gonna see me graduate. Right, from high school. Right, right. It doesn't matter about college. Right, it's like this is the, you know what I mean, like because we're so close in. Right, but now it's like you start to realize like he's not gonna be there for my when I get married, right. when I have children, right. when, you know, I buy my first house, right. like, who am I going to look to for these right. things? You st- That stuff starts to add up. Yeah. Now, was your father's passing abrupt? It was abrupt in the sense of he had been ill before, Okay. but the series of events that took place did make it abrupt. Okay, I got you. So my father had an aneurysm in his sleep. Oh wow! It was subsequently led to a stroke. Okay, yeah, which would right. often happen. So, um, hi, Jess. We were just come talking, on, just talking about You're just you. in time for the after show. With all that, with all that, shout outs to Jess out here and <laughs> um, her, her lovely sundress looking. So yeah, blossom, blossoming. But I I said that to say that I can only imagine like that was me dealing with that at 15 years old. Right. So I can only imagine. Your friend right. at such an earlier right, age, right. not being able to fathom. Right. I, it's a, it is sheer abandonment. It's not malicious. Right. It's just the fact that I had this person in my life and now they're gone. Right. I don't have an opportunity to engage, exchange, or even say goodbye to, right. to navigate through what I'm feeling. At I think because she said she was like five or six. Yeah. So like you can't even process that sure properly she didn't go to this not like 
we as black people go to therapy like right. this, or so she there's no therapy there, um, and even her understanding of relationship with men was somewhat uh, tainted. I shouldn't say tainted, but was like retarded, like because of <clears throat> how there was there was gaps, right, right, and so I. You know, I tend to think about all of those aspects of of the loss. Yeah. Of like, um, because you do, you not only are taking a loss, but a lot of times you can feel lost. Yes. You know, within that space. Um, me being older now and really having an understanding of how, let me rephrase, having a conception, not an understanding. I'm not going to say that. Uh, of Yes, clean that up. What that can look like. What sure. lost? Because I haven't lost any person that was extremely close to me. My great-grandmother lived to be 93, yeah. um, and I was eight when she when she transitioned. My other great-aunt, or, no, I'm sorry, my other yeah great-aunt died when she was like 90. Yeah. My other great-aunt died when she was like 88. My grandmother is like eighty. It's the right. it's the complete opposite for me. Right. Like okay. over the last ten years, I probably lost about six or seven people. Wow. Okay. That are like, these are people that I engage with, right. work with, created with, right, and just just gone, gone. Right. Had a friend of mine. He had renal failure, wow. and was look. He was on a donor list for a kidney. Right. And he just became so i'm assuming i don't i don't right, know but right. he became so ingratiated with just the feeling of am i ever going to be better he took his life oh wow okay i had another friend who was an aspiring bright designer right clothing designer right and had a seizure right yep i had a friend of mine from high school beautiful spirit in mind had a seizure these are these are people who are under 35 years old right right so it's like right where do you yeah i mean that's been my thing is like you know now that we're coming into to 40 like you know all of us are yeah slowly exactly ching down that that street yeah you know i had a, a og who talked to me earlier this week about just my health and like <sighs> And all those other different types of things because we're at a age where, you know, the next 10 years can be uh, empowering or debilitating. Like, can really be the introduction to a lot of other um, health-related issues, lifestyle changes sure. and issues. You know, I was telling him, like, you know, your your body starts to say stuff like, oh, motherfucker, you old. And you be like, nigga, I'm not old. You're older. I'm, I'm out here. Like, what sure. you mean? Outwear. I, 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 I got the baby face out here. That's what your body's saying. Outwear. Outwear. Where the right. fuck do you think right. you're going? Right. I, my my all man moment because we're we're definitely want to wrap up and get to the um to the after show to the after show because we're 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 at fifty five. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's so we're stopping right, point. We're yeah. We're right on time. But my mom. I had a conversation with my mom about two weeks ago. And she hit me to some knowledge, some wisdom, you know, some mom wisdom. Got to get that game. Yeah, you know. We sitting on her, her porch. And she got like a closed-in porch situation. It's real nice, like some okay. still Magnolias type shit. Okay. So she's like, son, you got to understand. 
every decade you change. That's this and is I, true. And I said, well, how so? She's like, when you grace a threshold, these are her words, when right. you grace a threshold of a decade, look at how your body is reactive. Okay. When you're 20, when you're 30, right. when you're 40, right. when you're 50. She right. said, every time I hit that decade threshold, something changed. Sometimes for the betterment, right. sometimes not so much. Right. And I felt I felt that shit right. when she was, you know how people be on social media, I felt that shit. <laughs> like, she was saying it, and I turned 44 months ago, yep. and my old, body Old has, ass man. Nigga. Right. My body has been through so much in the last four months. It's yes. like your body was like, oh, all right. Time for that 60,000-mile service, nigga. Right. Like, what we doing? Good job. Uh, right. Glad you made it this far. Right. Hey, you've now Tune reached up. the checkpoint. You know what I mean? So it's like it's the truth, but it's also. And that's the truth. Ruth. Ruth it's also a realization that with that said. Right. How are you running down that decade? Right, right. How are you making your life more impactful? How are you making the people around you right. feel? And how are they being impacted by you? Right. Because for each 10 years, as long as we get a decade, which is a blessing, right. like, how are you using it? Right, right. And that's what that's what I got from that. It's like time is going to happen regardless. Right. Once you grace your threshold, you can't go back. Right. There's no reverse button. Yeah, no time machines. No, no, no time machines. Not, not yet, at least. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> but they ain't gonna be for us anyway. <laughs> right, right. Mm-mm. No, no, not you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's you. The gentleman, two gentlemen behind you. Right. He's good. Tell him yeah. to come up. VIP. Um, but it's a realization of how are you using your decades? Yeah. How are you using that time? Right. Are you taking care of yourself? Yeah. Are you taking care of the people around you? Right. Are the people around you receiving you as they should and perceiving you the way that you would like them to? Right. So it's just very important that we remain conscious of that. Have these conversations with your loved ones. Right. Not even your loved ones. Have these conversations with people who may have had recent loss and just say, hey, are you okay? No, really. Like, right. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Right. Ask that. No. Make sure you put that. No, really. Right. No, really. Like, like how, how you. And sometimes that anticipated two to three minute conversation may turn into an hour. Right. Because that person may need to get something off of them. Right. And you were there to help them. But it's also I also say because we know that energy is transferable. Right. So you have to be prepared to say. Okay, I'm ready to receive this. Right. Because inadvertently you will have your own process to be able to deal with certain things. Yeah, and it'd be get your o- grieving process up. Get your grieving process up. And be okay with saying, I'm not prepared to, to talk about this. Can we reschedule for a later date? Sure. Um, so I can do that. My all man moment is uh just like <clears throat> people who claim that they care have responsibility to uh to inquire sure. about your well-being um, and to also pay attention to what they <clears throat> know about you or their perception of you so that they can see when things are not in alignment uh it is just as important and we have a responsibility to the people that we claim that we care about to tell them 
that we're not okay. Sure. Um, and to find those people that we can be vulnerable with to say, hey, hey, no, 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 no. You're not hearing me. Right. I'm not okay. At all. Uh, here's the time limit. Yeah. Like, because to those people who may be dealing with depression, extreme depression, suicidal thoughts, and all these other different types of things, you know, there's a there's a clock that starts to tick. Yep. Um, and it can either be uh, diminished and, and suppressed and uh, extinguished to a, to a certain point by the actions of other people, or it can be uh, exacerbated, it can be expanded, yes. and I can see it even larger because... You you just made my point. Yeah. Like, you don't care. I just right. told you I'm not good. And you're like, oh, well, you, you should pray about that. We'll see you later. <laughs> like, you know, right. you'll, you'll be okay. All right. Uh, you'll be all right. But did you die? Not yet. But by the end of the night, I will be. Right. Right. And I've and I've heard people say things like that in a lab. <laughs> now, nah, but by the end of the night, I will be. And yeah. you like. Hey, and nobody ever says right. like you, you'll hear it on social media or something like that. Like you'll hear these these this uh, rhetoric, and nobody said, "Hey, wait, wait, I don't play like that." Right, yo, my nigga, are you good? Yeah, man, I'm just playing now nah, without man, we, shaming. Yeah, like, you, like nah, nigga, again, being like vulnerable. That. Right, like yo, let's let's step yeah, to the side yeah, for yeah, a second. Let me you real quick. Yeah. I don't play like that. Yeah, like, what's what's really what's really good over here? Yeah, so um, we have responsibility if we if we are friends. And we've had this conversation on previous episodes. Please make sure you check out some of the past episodes. Please do. Uh, I think this was the friends. How many of us have them episode? Really assess whether these people are friends because certain people shouldn't shouldn't care about you. Y'all are not tight like that, and that's okay. Um, and then other people who are claiming to be friends should position themselves to show to show you that they are. Because uh, as Wayne said, it's not. It's it's important to give people their flowers. Uh, while they are here to receive them. While they can smell them. While they can smell them. I would add to that that it's just as important for you to make sure that you're planting the seed so that more flowers can continue <coughs> to grow and bloom. Agreed. So uh, this has been the All Man Podcast. Thank you for joining. Uh, Tom, we miss you, and we'll see you hopefully next week. Yeah. Uh, if you're I, not like quarantine or something like that. Yeah, take, yeah for real. Because uh, I ain't get vaccinated. Let's stop, let's, <laughs> let's stop playing like right. that. Right. I'm just saying. We'll but no, see you for, next week, Tom. Yeah, but if you did catch right, it, right. I, I'm not vaccinated. So uh, right. please keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm Michael Andrew, the brand. I'm Wayne. Hashtag all man. We, we out. out this bitch. All man.